0: Evening everybody, Lee here. Uh, Our regular listeners will know that we recently did a Supernatural Stories episode, or not, depending on your beliefs. Uh, But it seems to have gone down quite well, and we've spoken to a few people who said they've got interesting stories of their own. So as we tempted the idea at the end of our last episode, we're going to do a follow-up at some point. So if any of you have uh, stories of your own that you think would be interesting that you wouldn't mind us sharing with the listeners... Uh, feel free to either record them and email them over to us at info at welcome to horror.com or otherwise you can type them out and send them to us and we will read them out on the show Uh, if you'd rather not use your name we will use your first name otherwise but if you'd rather go under an alias include that in the message and we'll be sure to use that thanks very much and enjoy the show Good evening and welcome to horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And we are here yet again for another movie that we've been far too long since I last watched it, to be honest. Um, (laughs) uh, There will be spoilers. There will be swearing. Uh, We'll keep the spoilers until later, uh, I think, probably, because this is one that I don't think so many people have watched. And I think some people Mm. might be tempted after they've heard us discuss it. Yeah, um, good point. Uh, but, yeah, obviously we will need to discuss where the film goes, but we'll try not to get into that too early on. Um, so, Chris, what did you make on your first viewing of Session 9?
1: Yeah, so I didn't remember either of you talking about this. I've never heard of it before. Um, I saw the the one-line synopsis which said... Um, a, a job, uh, clearing asbestos, at a mental asylum. And I thought mm,
2: it doesn't sound amazing <laughs> from Which, that. Quite frankly, that is possibly the worst synopsis I've it, heard. It could, could but, be, you know. But but I thought oh, yeah, fair enough, you know, give it a
1: go. And and I've got to say, actually, um, I was pretty quickly drawn in by the characters, mm. and then <laughs> I was almost massively put off when I when it was when you start hearing about what's happened and it's like oh that is pretty brutal how much is it going to show us how much is it going to cover and it's like no actually they did it in a very very good way where yeah you get a sense that it's going to be really hard hitting and then it just isn't quite so bad the way they do it and I was like no all that's working for me that's pretty good and then the mystery starts to kick in and you're like oh now who who is doing what here what's going on they've all got a little bit of a motive they've all got they're all up to something in in a different sort of way and mm. yeah who is it really focusing on who's going to be the the victim you know who's is there a ghost going to come out it's like yeah there's quite a lot going on here and it's sort of yeah as it unfolded it got more and more complex i would say this might be me being a bit dim, but I thought I'm following this easily. And I was like, I'm not, not entirely sure if I am perfectly. <laughs> and it's I'm fascinated now to see how it's gonna end. And I've got to say, didn't didn't quite expect the ending. Don't know if everybody expects that to happen on their first viewing <laughs> or not. But yeah, it, it it definitely concluded in a both satisfying and horrible way.
0: <laughs> I think that so, perfectly well encapsulates the ending pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
1: yeah, so uh, it, it stepped right up, but didn't didn't hit that point that I thought it was going to hit earlier on in the oh that it would be awful if we see some of this stuff.
0: Yeah. So and even things that later transpires do happen, again, mm. not going into spoilers, do you it's, never see it, anything. Yeah. Like- you know it happens and that is Mm. bad enough. Like it it doesn't have to rub your face in it to have the the impact of it.
1: Yeah. They absolutely get that right. I think
2: it's, it's like we were saying, it was like we were saying about with sort of the darker side of inside number nine Mm. of it's like they set it up well enough and give you enough information that you're like that horrible fucking thing has happened. Yeah. They don't need to show it to you. No, yeah. because they, anything, they give you
1: all the intensity, all the edge yeah. without.
2: And going many over half, the top. and after time when you when you actually show something, the the imagination tends to it in hold loses and make something it worse. Yeah, yeah, and it's already pretty bad, so <laughs> yeah. it's sort of yeah.
0: Especially as well, because I'd forgotten. Uh, so, so when this film first came out, I think I watched it once with. Uh, Adam and I watched it once with Lady Jennifer, and, and I don't think I've seen it again since. And that was mm. probably thirteen years ago, so it's been a long time. Okay, um, yeah, didn't remember. It's,
1: re- it's reasonably old, isn't it? Uh, two
0: thousand one.
1: The the mobile phones they <laughs> gave, gave something away. It's yeah. like there's no smart- smartphones going on here. Yeah, so it had to be at least before kind of two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, it's two two
2: thousand one, okay. which would have been. I saw it roughly when it came out. Yeah, I think mm, okay. we did.
0: So we, yeah. So it's even up, so, even longer ago than I realised. Yeah, yeah. Could <laughs> could
2: be like twenty odd years back or something like mm. that. Now, and I think I've only seen it. it just it stayed with me. Yeah. But I, um, I only saw it that once. But I was what the um, for this I was watching the rather marvelous um, second sight Blu-ray version, mm. and the one thing that's gone there and again this is something that would need to be covered more on the spoiler end is there is a whole extra sort of element to this that was cut out oh, really? Uh, in terms of in terms of like there was another element to this to the story and mm. it doesn't change anything but it creates a whole new take on sort of certain parts of it but apparently they they mm. just uh, they cut it out because it um it worked oddly with test audiences. But again, I don't want to say too much before we get into... Well, to... I'm, I'm
1: yeah. very eager to hear about that. Oh, right.
0: Yeah. But, but yeah, so what I was, I was about to say was I'd forgotten how low budget this film is, which again, as you were saying, with not showing too much, might have been part of the reason they sort of opted mm. to do it that way and mm. describe stuff and show you less. Yeah, because this, although the acting's great and it seems yeah, great, it's it's literally just a kind of film stock. It looks too real to be a Hol- to be a Hollywood movie. Uh, I think. Yeah, it it's the
2: very early, it's the very early HD digital video. Yeah, mm. so similar to like Twenty Eight Days Later, mm. which gives it that oddly which gives it a double weird thing because it, it partly gives it a documentary feeling, yeah. but also oddly gives it a feeling like you're watching something that someone made themselves, like, like a home video sort mm. of thing, because that was the last time, that, that that was the last stage that technology got to before we all just had phones and we could just film anything we fucking liked at any point. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was the last time that there was proper... You know, home camcorders or whatever like that. So I still think it has that weird feel to it as well. That it yeah. sort of gives it that feeling that you're like watching someone's home movies, which mm. which adds a, a sort of realism and creepiness to it as well. I, um, I think
0: for this film, definitely, because yeah, it's just. And it, I remember it being a slow burn as well, but I didn't remember it being this much of a slow burn because I, you know, I was oh, it's only an hour and thirty-five long. You know, that's pretty. Um. But yeah, like it—it's really grueling. It's one of those films I really enjoy, and I'm glad we rewatched it. But I can see why I've not watched it in such a long time. That's—that's
1: so that's what I was thinking. Like mm. afterwards, yeah, would I rush back to watch it? Maybe not. But actually, there really is quite a lot to enjoy throughout. It's yeah. Um, but that's the thing. I, I wonder if you know in six months' time I'll be left with the. Yeah, it's asbestos clearing in a in a mental <laughs> asylum. That's like that's
2: missing. That's missing, as Adam
0: You've said, missing a considerable
1: right
2: amount. See, see, I think the thing that helped for me definitely in it sticking in my mind is I first because I think I watched. I think I watched it with. Uh, I watched it around Dean's, and mm. then I think we brought that round to show you, Lee. Mm. So that's what that was sort of like. So I think I must have seen it twice in quick succession at that point, and then not since. But the first time I watched it, as I say, I was at Dean's, and at that point, Dean was living in a uh, was living in the flat that he was before where he is now, Mm. and obviously the path out of his house goes past a really dimly lit chain link fence. Yeah, Mm. and so. That bit from the tunnel
0: where the, the
2: sort of sequences in the tunnels, where it's that sort of dividing line of like mm. chain link fence, as it were. Yeah, I was shitting a brick on my way on. I'll admit that. <laughs> you know, all that's the stuff one of those. Is, but, um,
1: don't believe in ghosts,
2: but, but I don't believe, I don't some, believe ghosts in ghosts. When, the, is when, when the lights are on, yeah. yeah. After, after what I'm going to describe as a, a fairly relaxed evening. <laughs> and um, and uh, watch and watching this and just being like fucking hell, that was intense all oh, right yeah <laughs> fuck off on right into darkness and ch- mm. yeah i i minced down that particular alleyway fairly swiftly that night i'm sure i did i wasn't going to break into a run just in case the ghosts laughed at me but you know i i, I weren't fucking hanging around either you were I, feeling I was it. very i was very swift in my movements yeah. i think right yes so <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: and i I love the like the uh the feeling you get between the characters well it's very, for mm. someone as someone who's worked in uh at like yeah. their houses and mm. stuff that is what those relationships are like like you all band yes. together to get a job done but you all yeah. think somebody's an asshole and somebody is really <laughs> your mate who you go out drinking with in the evening like and all of that it yes. all really rings true like so much more than anything else I've seen like this. It really, really does, because it's almost like it, you know, it's like
2: to a certain extent, it's like Alfred's saying pet Meets the shining. Because <laughs> that that aspect I, I know exactly what you mean. It's that's it's that feeling you've got when it's like you, you work with people and this one's fallen out with that one, so you can't talk to them or whatever. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's all that just sort of like vaguely sort of childish bullshit that sort yeah. of pervades when a group of blokes are working together doing a fucking like physical job or whatever like that. It's a, you I mean, especially a job that's like lucrative like yeah. this. And oh, yeah. I mean, clearly like, they're all there. They're plainly. invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's an interesting thing as well, because the one thing I will say is if you want to fucking, if you want to earn your bonus, I wouldn't go to lunch as quite as often as you like. You
0: know, I said exactly the same (laughs) thing I was like, right, so they've all got a 10 grand bonus Mm. And then one of them keeps sneaking off and listening to Take the tapes home and listen to it home, you silly fucker Yeah, do it in your own time, not mine Yeah Oh, the power's gone off again He's accidentally pulled the plug so he can go and listen (laughs) to the recordings of the crazy lady He's like, just put it in your bag and take it home, you bellend No one's searching you Yeah, no one cares You know,
2: clearly the stuff's been left there So, yeah yeah. Now, now, the interesting thing is, is all that stuff they tell you at the start, that is all, all the stuff about the building is absolutely true. Mm. They mm. genuinely are filming in the Danvers State Hospital abandoned asylum. Mm. And one of the best bits about it is, is that they said they had to add like three things as set dressing and the rest of it was there. It's all done.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was
2: all stuff that they just basically. So you've got the, the Danvers State um, Hospital, which will interest you to note, Lee, Danvers had its name changed hmm. because it used to be Salem Village. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So obviously you've got Salem up the road, but Salem Village is where the trial, most of the trials actually yeah. took place. But yeah, hmm. they renamed themselves. Bloody Danvers hell. in 1752, basically, because do you know what I think we might have left an indelible mark of, of <laughs> yeah. a fucking mob rule and stupidity here? <laughs>
1: um, no, I'm gonna guess one of the props was the treasure find all of the coins. Oh yeah,
2: no, no, the the the, the things that they actually when when I say like set dressing, it was literally stuff in the background. So I think it was all mm. the there was the you know like the rubber gloves. Mm. When oh yeah, when going they had the, the car- suits
0: laid up ready for yeah. working in. Yeah,
2: yeah. So there was that. There was some hooks in the kitchen, and they in they had to install the hydrotherapy tub. You know that they mm. walk in and they see that like it's reflecting the mural and stuff.
0: Yeah, mm.
2: but literally everything else that's there, all the murals, all the graffiti, okay, all the no. trash, that was exactly as as they found it. The chair, the chair that's like the big focus, that was there
0: it's like yeah. that peeling paint and everything it just makes yeah. you feel icky just like just seeing them in that building makes you uncomfortable it's really really weird and it, it's brilliantly shot like you know like you can you can absolutely feel all of that building despite the yes. fact you don't go around it a lot you can literally picture it oh it's, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: well, oh. Well, this- the the building itself they they filmed in like probably the most up to date building that was there at the time mm. because the rest of it was so fucking decrepit and basically it closed when was it it closed in i know they say in the film but it's like yeah it closed in 89 yeah and then was just left derelict and Brad Anderson the director like lived in Boston and would just pass it on his way to work and just be like that's a good place for a horror film <laughs> and yeah. yeah it's like the dream because yeah. like I say they went in there and basically the, cr- the cast and crew were just wandering around finding bits and pieces and just going have you seen these fucking collages in here or have you seen this and and bringing it all in and sort of saying but they also they even found brain samples and blood tissue samples nice which which they were like but but i love the fact that it was like an element where it's like yeah we're making a film about the supernatural we're grown-ups we're not touching that because that feels just a (laughs) bit too evil you know that's just got bad luck written all over it
0: yeah that is asking mm. for trouble isn't it really you like, know so i suppose they
2: sort of it was quite respectful in that sense um but yeah so it was but yeah so like the hospital itself was basically yeah it was um set it was where is it i got it uh, originally opened in uh 1878 mm-hmm. and basically was a self-contained So you've got the buildings, you've got the wings, as they describe it, like the bat wings. Mm. And it was designed to be like a self-contained village. The tunnels are for connecting the buildings during winter. So if they had like a really heavy snowfall or something like that, they wouldn't have to, like the building wouldn't be, yeah, they wouldn't need to get someone in to clear the place or whatever like that. Had its own generator. There's a lake that was supplying fresh water and everything else like that. And it was all set up. It was like really like a sort of, a a real sort of example of trying to set up a mental health facility. Um, But it was designed for 500 patients. And that's by, by the 1930s, that was basically 2000. (laughs) And obviously at that point, it starts getting reports of like inhumane treatment and everything. And the, the reputation of the place was just utterly screwed because it was all stuff like basically it was, yeah we've got straitjackets and we've got lobotomies but actually we're just using them as crowd control now rather than actually as any part of oh, treatment oh. or mental health it was like you know we've just we're just overcrowded we can't deal with this number of yeah ill people here so mm-hmm. yeah so then um i mean in 1939 278 patients died which is a hell of a fucking lot yeah. And yeah. the and they mention uh, though they they talk about it in the film those grave markers mm. they're actually in the local cemetery. There's like something like 700 odd bodies that are from the asylum, uh, from mm. the the hospital, and most of them are just markers. So that's how bad things have got. Where they were just like, right, patient 444 has died, so we'll put up a gravestone for patient 444. No one knows who that is. No. anymore and you know it was really sort of just dire and then obviously 60s came in there was budget cuts like they say in the film there were budget cuts mm-hmm. and that was really the sort of end of it um they sort of closed most of it down by 85 and then finally closed it in 89 um but the entire place was finally closed in June 1992. And the last people who were still, the last patients there were either released into the community or um, sent to other facilities. And um, apparently the pr- a problem that they actually did have was patients coming back. Because mm. you've, you're talking about people getting absolutely, like, you know, the mentally ill people getting no, absolutely no support, released into the community. It's the only fucking place they knew.
0: Yeah, cool. So yeah. it's
2: like, well, I can be homeless or I can come here. At least I know... This is home, you know, and it was and if it so, is a big,
0: empty building and you know, the building. Yeah. You would like exactly. it would just become a haven of, of squatters really, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah.
2: So it was, the site was sold for redevelopment in 2005. So after they'd after session nine had been filmed there, hmm. um, and they began demolishing the buildings and then an unexplained fire in 2007 gutted most of the new construction. Hmm. and so they sort of had to start again and basically they've retained the facade of the main building hmm. but literally everything beyond it is just like oh, was turned into like condos and apartments and everything so wow but i mean it's sort of so yeah the place they're in is called the bonner building which was like one of the a, a later building that they'd built to try and as they were sort of dealing with the overspill and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, most of the original construction was just like, no, we can't let you in there because it's not fucking safe for human habitation. No, Mm. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's such a... I mean, it's just... It's just amazing. It's either amazing decision-making or amazing luck. Because apparently Brad Anderson and the guy who plays... Mike you know the one who's listening to the uh, to the tapes yeah. Um, yeah. he's the co-writer with mm-hmm. Brad oh, okay. Anderson and apparently they got some like urbex uh, guys to take him in there sort of in the late 90s to sort of like show him around and give him the history of the place and everything else mm-hmm. like that and they were just like this is fucking we've got to amazing some- yeah, yeah and actually i think to be honest but but it sounds like they were pretty that it was a pretty straightforward thing they just requested the film and they said yeah you can use this building you can't use any others mm. and that was literally it and you're like wow i bet there was probably people kicking themselves if they'd have realized that they could have just gone and
0: yeah got in that easily and just started filming i mean it's uh as you yeah. say, the fact that you how much money would you save not having to do any set dressing just get yeah. your cameras get in and just start filming like that
2: exactly i mean it's just so yeah. and like they said the 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 like all the actors said it was the atmosphere really fed into the performance because there's yeah. like oh, yeah. like those, those i think the 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 guy who what's i can't think i can't think of his name the the young um the nephew um what's his oh, Jeff. 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 Um, yeah, apparently he wasn't, that wasn't acting in the sort of the lights going out bit. Because it was like literally just, oh, shit, I'm trapped in him. The light's going out. This is not actually, you know, there's not much performance required. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm genuinely going to scream. So, um, but, um, but, yeah, I think,
0: go on, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was going to say. So we've given people the setup, uh, the setup, the setup. I think it's possibly now time and acceptable for us to start talking about the twist. Yes, yeah, so mm. here um, is your fucking playlist. spoiler alert. Yes, if you've not seen it, do go and see it. It's a really, really good film. Pause it here. Go and watch it, and come back. Yeah. Um, yes, because you don't want this. Plot twist, spoilt for you if you've not seen it. I remembered, the only things I remembered about this film was the twist and him finding the coins. That was the only thing I remembered. Oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's funny, like we were saying about it not being as overt. Because in my mind, I was like, right. So before he went and did this job, he murdered his wife and child. Yeah. And yeah. Dom. And the dog, and the dog, and I was like, like, I can't remember seeing it though, and I, and it wasn't till this, obviously, rewatching it yesterday, I was like, you never, it's just you just hear it over visions yeah. of the outside of the house. What a brilliant way of doing it! Like it gives you all that horrible uncomfortableness, but without, as you say, it going too far, and you actually having to. Having really, to see it really. So, yeah. It, I, I thought it, it was
1: good the way they did the blood over the photos, every like as he was touching them.
0: Yeah. You know, that
1: mm. it was they they did some nice sort of effects like that without it needing effects. It was yeah. yeah, just well done.
2: I think also, I mean, it's like it cast wise, everyone's really fucking good. Yeah. Mm. But Peter Mullen, like who plays Golden, I I've seen him in so much stuff and he is so fucking mm. good, but he is Brilliant, in this. You know? Yeah, he's, he is tortured, yeah. and and appara- apparently, I was watch. I was watching an interview with um, uh, with uh, Brad Ensign, and he said that um, he said, "Oh yeah, we decided to uh, Peter did it in his own accent because, well, frankly, he couldn't actually do an American accent that we started." <laughs> so, um, but I think even that sort of works because you've got that bit right at the start, which is just a weird thing to pick up on. But I did this time was that. Like, you know, when he's sitting there and, you re- and, the radio- and they're listening to the radio mm. and it's all things about, oh, well, you know, it's foreign workers coming over and stuff like that. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. that he would not be the specific target that that person on the radio is talking about, but it still is in there that he's like, mm. he is not, he's not American. And again, it's like he, all he's hearing on the radio is people saying, no, it's jobs for Americans. It shouldn't be for... Mm. you know, and it's an an already stressed situation as it is
0: Yeah, which is why, again, he's probably got to fight the bit that much harder to get that contract in as you say Certainly
2: he feels that he has to, yeah, Yeah, definitely but uh, I think it's also, it just again, it just adds, I think yeah, I think everyone's got that, everyone's just right in their position because you've got like because obviously Mm -hmm. you've got him in charge but he's stressing so it's affecting everyone else then you know you've got mike who's clearly sort of like i could do something else yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Um, i thought that was good look as you sort of see that as it goes through and then later on when he's arguing with uh, i've forgotten his name now Oh, the, um, the, the Phil. manager There's Phil yeah else. yeah and then he's like no no you shouldn't be doing that you're one of us We're, you know yeah. so it's like yeah. you can tell they're sort of the sort of difficulties each of them have with each other all being like having slight differences that mean they don't fully gel yeah um, yeah so that was fascinating
2: here's an interesting generational one as well because I think uh, Claire certainly didn't know him did you mm. recognise Phil? The actor David Mm, Caruso.
0: I did, but I couldn't for the life of me work out what from.
2: Well, I'm going to give you a little potted history because I was like, because the best thing is, is when I said to Claire, oh, yeah, he was considered a sex symbol at the time. And uh, her response, fuck
0: off.
2: (laughs) But um, yeah, basically, um, he is most famous now because of getting mentioned in the very first episode of South Park. Because <laughs> yeah, because at one point to encourage Ike to jump off of the helicopter or the UFO, I can't remember what it is. Um, Kyle shouts to him, "Do your impression of David Caruso's career," which encourages him <laughs> to just plummet to the ground. Mm. Because what happened was, is he was he was basically he was like he had a similar trajectory or thought he was on a similar trajectory to George Clooney. So he was in a show called NYPD Blue, which was like a cop show in '93, and he was like the breakout star of it, and everyone was like, "Always oh, he gorgeous" and everything else like that. And he was like, "I've got, I've got it made here. I've got a film career coming up." So <laughs> halfway through season two, he quits to go and concentrate on his film career. This is probably the only film I've seen with him since he quit the show, yeah. and mm. and from what I gather. He didn't leave under great circumstances. I think he went, went through a very severe amount of bridge burning on you his way out.
0: That's a massive mistake. Because that's the thing. You then yeah. turn up in Hollywood and everyone immediately goes, well, do you see what he did in that show he was in? Don't hire him. He'll just fuck you off halfway through a movie exactly. and nobody's going to hire you. Or
2: you do, or you do a Jules Clooney, which is, yeah, get a few real successes under your belt. Then yeah. fuck the TV show <laughs> off. Don't like just immediately assume you're going to be in a string of fucking classics because <laughs> you're in this and that's it because now now he does csi i think he does csi miami mm. and mm. he's been on that he's been on that since like 2002 so i think he's like i ain't fucking this up again yeah, yeah. this, this I'm, is going to be I'm the lead best lead in a successful yeah. show again i am yeah. not going to be a prick second time around but um,
1: he's, he's learned his lesson
2: he was in he was in stuff before this because he's in like King of New York and uh twins and Hudson Hawk. So he's in like and then mm. the T V show was like the breakout. Yeah. And then mm. yeah. So um yeah hence do your impression of David Caruso's career. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> which um but yeah and that and weirdly enough because he gets he gets top billing on it because at the time he was the name. And hmm. I mean to to a certain extent I suppose he still is I mean Peter Mullen's quite famous because he has done a, mostly stuff over here, yeah. but he is also a director and he did um, did a film called The uh, Magdalene Sisters, which is really good. But, I mean, it makes Session 9 look like fucking Barney the Dinosaur. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, no, this is genuinely grim and there's not even the veneer of Supernatural
0: to sort of, like, try and lighten <laughs> the mood, eh? So... <laughs> I'd completely forgotten that Larry Fessenden turns up as well. Like, and oh, then I when haven't. he turned up, I was like, Oh my god, I've forgotten he's in it right at the end. That,
1: that must have been Craig, then. That's Craig. <laughs> yeah.
2: To be honest, I was completely the other way. I remembered Larry Fessenden being in it, but uh, I was like, Fuck me, I thought he was in it a lot more than this. Miles, I was, yeah. really, when it obviously just affected me quite much. But, Larry Fessenden. but we've, we, I was thinking about this, we need to have a a good look we need to get a couple of good larry fessenden films under our belts either because he is a proper horror icon
0: he is well he dies well i know know that about him
2: (laughs) and um yeah so we need to go through some of his we'll we'll do some uh like we'll we'll do some of his films because yeah he's just a.
0: I would love to do is it i sell the dead Funny funnily
2: enough, that was one of the ones I was thinking. God, I love that film so yeah.
0: much. <laughs> I,
2: I sell the dead is fantastic. Yeah, that's good. In, also, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a massive shout out because I don't think we've got the time, neither the inclination here to go through it. Um there is a podcast called Hollywood Crime Scene Podcast. Hmm. And their October 2020 episode um was movie versus reality, session nine and Richard Rosenthal. Hmm. and Brad Anderson as well as being inspired by the hospital and all its stories and, thing, and and like the building the actual idea of someone killing their wife and child came from a genuine thing that happened in Boston in the 90s wow. of a guy and but here's here's the real clincher is that he sort of really basically um he burnt him and his wife had a row that he burnt pasta. And by the end of it, she's strangled and he's put her heart and lungs out in the garden on a stake and then gone off and, like, gone off and is acting normal with people that he's just sort of like – so it was that sort of thing that, wow. is the, that, that feeds, feeds into this. Yeah. Mm. But here's the interesting bit is the reason I, I ended up listening to the podcast, one of the hosts of the podcast is Brendan Sexton the Third's III's brothers, uh, boyfriend. Uh, ah. Girlfriend, so Jeff in this was able to tell her about stuff that had gone on on site because they basically do the they do the true crime and then the Hollywood thing that was related to it. Oh, so I've been listening to a few other episodes; it's really good. But this one, yeah, it was really good. Sounded, apparently, he took a took home a glass X ray plate uh, plate of a patient's spine and kept it for ages.
0: <laughs> and you then wouldn't,
2: wouldn't you? And then the host on the podcast was going, "Well, has he still got it?" No, no, he must have just thrown it away.
0: Why would he do that? <laughs> That's the best Christmas present he could have given someone. <laughs> um, yes, so, so tell us this. Now we have passed the spoilers. Um, tell us the, the other side story. Oh, yeah. Removed. Well, basically, what, as I was saying about the thing with homeless people coming back
2: to the site, hmm. all the way through it, and they filmed this, there was an old woman who'd come back and was hanging hmm. around the place. And she was watching them. So at various points, weird shit would happen. But then you'd pan up, and she'd be at the top of the stairs and things like that. So looking yeah. like a no. bridge. But when they showed it to test audiences, they thought it was meant to be Mary uh, Mary Hobbs. But obviously, yeah. Mary Hobbs is ah. dead. It's not. Yeah. But they they cut it out because of that confusion. It's, but all the it's way through, too it, distracting. But all the way through, it stuff like when you see, um, Goldie coming up behind Mike to kill him in the middle of the hall. Hmm. Originally, that panned through, and it was the woman watching through, like through a hole in the wall, Mm. and seeing all this. And then here is the big, the the big thing at the end. um, Goldie has gone mad, obviously, and he's on the phone, on the broken phone, apparently Mm. talking to his wife. And then the woman comes in, panicking, and kills him with a hammer (laughs) because she's just watched him wipe out
0: everybody else,
2: everyone in the building, and she's just there getting great. Yeah, it's it when I watched it, I thought this would have been a really good thing. I can understand what why they cut it, and I don't yeah. know what 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 the difference would be, but it really sort of I think it did an, add an interesting thing to it. It's So another mm. level,
0: isn't it? Yeah, just the fact that somebody out there knows what's going on, but isn't telling anybody,
2: <laughs> or isn't in a position to tell anyone, and possibly not even in, but, yeah, a, not with a, it a enough, fit enough to... state to, to mm. even right. work out what's happening, you know. So she's yeah. just there, sort of almost like in fear for her life, and sort of even though no one no one knew she was there, you know. So but um That's interesting. It's a really is but it's, it's really odd because like I say, if you get the if you get the blu-rays, there's the deleted scenes for it. And it's really quite intriguing because it's just so many bits where you're like, I did wonder why that lingered a bit there. <laughs> and then it's sort of like there'll be a pan or something like that, or you'll just briefly see a figure in the background so
0: i i'm going to have to get this blu-ray because i know i said i hadn't seen it in 13 years and i can see why and i think that's the thing i think it is one of those films that you won't watch often because it is so tense and so sort of edge of your seat yeah but When I do watch it again, yeah, I'm going to want to watch all the extras and all the other shit that goes along with it. So I think it's one I'm going to buy and put on a shelf, and it might sit there for 10 years, but then when I get round to it, I'll be pleased I've done it.
2: (laughs) Magnifique. Oh, and apparently there is a book called Project 17, in which a group of teenagers break into the Danvers State Mental Hospital to spend the night and film a movie, and they mention Session 9 in the book.
0: Oh, really? Mm. (laughs)
2: But I quite like that. Brad Anderson said that he wanted to, he said he didn't want to have a, t- the reason it's a working crew is he didn't want it just to just be like a group of teenagers turns up and gets picked off one by yeah. one. And he said it was like a dynamic that hadn't actually been seen that often in horror. And it's like, yeah, actually that's very true. Cause you don't No, no one in it is being sort of like, Oh, there's spooky shit going on and everything else like that. Everyone's just like, look, just stop fucking around. We've got a job to do
0: exactly everyone's mm-hmm. grounded everyone's got a reason to be there as well because that's the thing you know like mm. if you've got a g- bunch of teenagers something weird happens you just clear off somewhere else that you're going to be safe yeah. if, if you're there and you've got you're that invested like it's your job you've spent yeah. days working on it you can't just walk away like that money's gone if you do like you've got to stay and recoup so mm.
1: so I' like to let talk about the exit strategy you know the idea mm, they're yeah. trying to get the money they can from this but it's not it's not really a good thing to do forever.
0: Yeah. No. I know that of yeah. um, had jobs like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just gonna check.
1: So you didn't did you mention um Brad Brad Anderson's any other of his other standout films?
2: His other standout is The Machinist, which is a mm-hmm. film I fucking I love it. It's very much in a similar vein. E- very similar very similar sort of mood to this. Mm-hmm. And he also like did he did do a Masters of Horror episode. Ah. Uh, sounds like um, and he's done He's done a few other movies but not, to be honest they're not ones that I've been troubled with in terms of coming to me notice which mm. is not to say they're not good but just certainly nothing that sort of, I think The Machinist was his last real sort of like uh, sort of breakthrough film. That was a um,
0: hitter wasn't it that really did do well
2: That did really but, well and again yeah but oddly in that same sort of way where you're like what people Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well done. Well done, the world. Yeah. <laughs> is good? Well done. Oh, well, I assumed if you all liked it, it was probably going to be shit.
0: Sorry. <laughs> uh, a bit like the film we're going to be doing next after uh, after our next episode of what we've been watching is a film a yes. bit like that. But, uh, but yes, we shan't, we shan't give that one away yet. We'll play those cards close to our chest. Um, yes, so this is a definite recommend even though yeah. we've as we say we have kind of spoiled it a bit if you've followed this long and still haven't watched it but the atmosphere and everything in this is just incredible so the music the
1: atmosphere and the
2: journey the visuals yeah 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 everything. the music
1: definitely stood out
2: yeah
0: mm. fantastic so thanks very much for listening everybody go and check out session 9 if you haven't already uh we will be doing what we've been watching next. So I need to pull my finger out and watch something because uh, I'm currently catching up on all the Fast and Furious movies before the new one comes Ooh. out. So uh, not be watching anything apart from Fast and Furious, which is a bit shit. So <laughs> thanks very much for listening, everybody. Good night.
2: No, night. night.